right, good morning. Welcome, yeah, welcome to those joining online. Welcome down to Courtney and them down the coast and uh, CS and them, as well as the guys in Switzerland and the people in Lesotho and those places. Welcome, yeah, to Breakthrough City Church this morning. We're glad you can join us. Um, we've been sharing a series um, for also a number of weeks in that um, regarding the seven mountains or seven domains of influence. And um, I'll just throw in one or two if I repeat myself, just to get everyone on the same page. Um, what we've used certain scriptures in that, in um, Isaiah 2.2, as well as Micah 4, verse 1. Um, and we've spoken about in Revelations chapter 4 and 5. Um, and uh, there, there's certain scriptures that refer to these domains. There's seven domains that, uh, remember, the, the devil took Jesus up on a high place and he said, I'll give you all these kingdoms. He didn't say nations. He said, all these kingdoms and uh, if you'll bow down and worship me. And we know with fall of Adam and Eve, they had authority to rule and reign and to extend what God's purpose in heaven uh, is on earth. And that is what to rule, to reign, to have dominion, to multiply. That same commission has been given to the church. Therefore, Jesus is coming for a victorious church. He's not coming for a church hiding in a cave because our focus is more on the, the beast and the Antichrist and that. No, Jesus is coming for a victorious church. We are not busy with escapism theology. Um, there's a fullness of what Jesus wants to reveal through the body of Christ. The spiritual body is the church of Jesus Christ on planet Earth. And... Um, as the head is, Jesus, so is the body. If the head carries the glory, so the body must carry the glory as well, the church, you and me. So we've been called not just to attend a meeting on Sunday, but we've been called to bring about a transformation and reformation with the kingdom culture of revival in every sphere of society. So in the same way where the Jesus was tempted and said, you know, the devil said to him, you know, I'll give you all these kingdoms if you bow down and worship me. Remember what Jesus did? He died and we've just passed Easter now and Passover. And Jesus paid the price and he took back the authority that was lost by Adam and Eve. And he's given it back. When he ascended on high, he said, he, Jesus had all authority in heaven and earth. When he ascended, he gave all authority to not one person, but to the church. The problem is the church does not exercise and know that authority. And with that authority, um, it means we have the authority, not the devil anymore. Some of us are more conscious of evil and the devil than of the presence of God. And sometimes uh, many of us as Christians live in reaction to the world instead of impacting the world. So uh, we dealt with recently the media mountain and how with the media mountain we actually shared that uh, there is a place for media. It is giving the information through and in a perspective that is not biased but truthful but always having hope. All right, so those we, on that mountain we need to bring about the good news that always has hope involved. And so... Um, the power of media is so powerful presently as what we've seen uh, happening uh, across the world and for, uh, you know, so many years, the power of media. So this morning, um, what I want to deal with is, I want to deal with uh, is the mountain of the arts as well as celebration. The mountain of arts and celebration. And uh, for those who will not have online, but um, uh, we actually just shared a prophetic word given by Jody Hughes from Pour It Out Ministries, um, given to us about in 2018. And also speaking about the whole creative facet that's even rests in this house and in the city and the that, that what God would want to bring through this house, even to the city and to the nation and, and nations and so there's a really creative grace, and that creative grace is things that God would want to open up even through this place. So um, it is exciting times we're living in. Um, we see how heaven is busy invading this mountain of creativity. 
So part of the arts and celebration on this mountain is also where sports is. So you want to see where sports fits in. It also fits under this because it's part of entertainment and the arts. All right. So um, who's, who's seen recently? Um, a lot of you saw I posted on our group church group this morning photos of people. So there's people and that are presently God, if you see how he's invading Hollywood at the moment. How many people in Hollywood that are making a stand for their, what they believe in and not compromising? Who's seen that? So there's such a, a, a momentum that we're seeing in Hollywood where things that are, are gone woke go broke. It's where movies that have been made that are totally off the things are failing. We see industries coming down. For those who don't know, we see even the whole thing with Pornhub. Online things are being shut down presently. They've been shut down. Guys, the biggest bad things, entertainment. So we've seen an invasion of heaven breaking in to this industry presently right now. And um, I really believe that we're going to start to see how sons and daughters of the living God, when we are being activated, what's going to start to be released on this mountain. So remember, all creation is longing for the sons and daughters of God to be released. So it's so important for you and me to understand the role we play. God is, you see, many times I've said this, in many times in churches, what I've found is that many times we have many people, but many people, they carry the orphan spirit still. So we behave in a, in a way which is not representing the Father well. And yet God is looking for sons and daughters. Because a son and a daughter represents him well. So that is so important. He's looking for a maturity level in this. So we are seeing God raising this. And we've seen the, the interesting thing is, I don't know if you realize, in the mountain of the creative arts and uh, um, sports and this mountain of celebration, that there are angels available and waiting for us to step into the situations and places. So um, I don't know if you realize, but the whole of Israel, when they were 40, 40 years in the wilderness, do you know that there was angelic host waiting for them to step into the promised land to actually step in? The angel armies were waiting to go in. But until they stepped in, the angel armies could not move in. There's angels available for us even on this mountain. Why? Because there's an authority and we are walking according to the word and the promise that God has as an inheritance to go into these spheres and industries. So... Um, what I've seen as well, like with the creative art stuff, I mean, I've never seen, I mean, my wife shows me stuff like on different uh, internet sites, whatever, like I'm like, what? People are posting this stuff. But, you know, interesting stuff on crafting and, and making things and from antiques to steampunk to whatever. I'm learning so many things. And, but there's so much different types of crafting. There's so much. Have you seen um, what's happening with, with uh, uh, the, the brilliant series of The Chosen? I mean, it's impacting like you cannot believe in the world. It's, it's gone out. There's, because of that mountain of media we spoke about as well, and technology. So technology is used on all of these mountains, and like we see with entertainment, how it's been used in that, uh, uh, the media in that. So um, we see that um, this, 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 this mountain of arts and celebration entertainment, that presently it's also the, one of the most dominant mountains presently at the moment we see that um, how even have you seen our elections have been flicked over or presidents been put in power from this mountain from media the impact of media how to pull down things as well all right so um, we see how this this mountain of media and entertainment has even affected government we've seen that even in South Africa with previous uh, presidents and stuff, the thing of the power of media. All right, so Psalm 116, verse 11. All right, Psalm 116, verse 11 says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is boring. Uh, sorry. In your presence is what? Fullness of joy. I'm telling you now, God is not 
depressed or sad, he's full of joy. He's the fullness. He's the source of joy. He, the fullness. So in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand is very boring ways. No. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let me tell you, drugs, sex, illicit things cannot satisfy even your flesh. Even your flesh. More than the presence of God. Alright? So in God's presence, there are pleasures forevermore. Do you know what? God wants you to have pleasure. No, no. You, you can't. God created you and me to desire the pleasure of God. You know, people who've gone even to heaven, uh, like Bob Jones, people have experienced and they died, gone to heaven, and they would say, like, uh, I remember one of the things where they would eat um, fruit, and uh, the fruit they ate, um, like, it was like a peach, and, and they, he was saying, I've never tasted something like this ever before. There's not a taste on earth even that is so good. It's fruit. Hey, I need some of that. I needed some good biltong. I'm sure in heaven they got good stuff there. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um, just would you just check there? Sorry for interrupt. Um, our Wi-Fi is it on? Is it recording on there? Is it on there at the moment on this? You just check there, please, on the recording there. Sorry for that. All right. Thank you. Um, so what I want to say is that in God's presence there's a fullness. Okay. So creativity and joy. Is what? Is our inheritance. And it is part of who God is. God, I'm telling you, is the most creative. The most fullness of joy is found in God. I don't know if you realize what I'm saying. The world cannot compare to what God actually has. And some of us have been lied to. Do you know that religion absolutely hates joy? Have you seen, I've seen this, when someone, when the Spirit of God comes in His presence, His fullness of joy, when joy hits the place... And people, the joy of the Lord fills people and people start laughing. You know who manifests the first is the religious people. Because they don't like when there's too much joy. It's scary. Alright. So religious spirits limit what God wants you to take advantage of. A religious spirit will limit what God wants you to take hold of. Oh, you know, if you dress like this, then it's no you like that. If you do that, then you too much. There's a, almost a limitless, and I have a word I invented many years ago, is limitlessness. I created that word. <laughs> um, I even have mugs with that on. Limitlessness. So, God is, you cannot box God. Amen? You cannot box what God wants to do in your, my life. Amen? We need to agree with that. So important. So, um, you know, religious spirits want boring, poor, quiet, they want you to be like that because that is holy then. If you're very quiet and you're very boring, it's in a religious, that's what a re religious spirit makes you look like. Then, then you're holy. If it's very solemn, then you're very holy. That's what a religious spirit does. Because this scripture says very contrary to what Archer said here. In his presence is the fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Amen. So the I mean there's entire denominations, do you know, that don't allow music in their meetings to use music. So in his presence is not only for uh, you know for a percentage of joy or some joy, there's a total fullness of joy in his presence that God desires for you and me. Okay, so on the right hand of God is pleasures forevermore. So there is basically a direct connection with the heart of God concerning celebration. These scriptures, the scripture here, the heart of God is I want you to be able to have this heart of celebration. The thing of pleasure, the thing of joy. That is God wants us to enjoy. You know, some I, I, I don't know about you, but... Sometimes, this is a scary thought, and I know some of you might have had this, because I've had this, and I thought, uh, this was my first prayer when I got saved, by the way. One of my first prayers, I'll never forget, I said, God, if you're calling me to do what I need to do, I just don't want a boring life. Because most Christians I had met is so boring. Their lives were so boring. 
Is it only me that thought like this? And I still see that. Many times I look and say, it's so boring. You want to be a Christian, you call me a Christian. I don't want any of that. I'm telling you, that's how I thought. The the way when I was even unsaved, I looked at the church and I think, that's so boring. But it is the heart of God that the church, we actually understand what celebration, joy is. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. If you pick up this thing, you realize God, Zephaniah 3.17 says that God spins like this and rejoices over us with singing. Yeah, he, he literally jumps in the air and spins like this and rejoices over you and me with singing, Zephaniah 3.17. We've got the same Bible. Just read it. <laughs> it says it there. All right, so who is, so just remember this, God is the source of creativity. That's what I want to say. This is a foundation. He is the source of creativity. The devil isn't. God is the source. So, who is the enemy on this mountain? Okay, remember we said that we've used in the different uh, uh, messages that are brought about, there is this, this, there is, that we brought about the enemy and we referred to how the, the Israelites went into the promised land and they had to deal with seven nations to inherit the promises. And the nation that they had to deal with here is the Hevite. Is the Hevite. H-I-V-I-T-E. The Hevite. And the Hevite represents perversion and the counterfeit so this is what's happening in the creative arts and entertainment and sports this the the, the principalities that are actually in the same way as the old testament a foreshadow functioning now is that what was being faced the promise where the church needs to take and go into the world is this perversion and counterfeit we need to see transformed, okay? So that is the characteristics of the Hevite. So perversion means misinterpretation. Perversion means misinterpretation. Counterfeit means made in imitation with intent to deceive. Made in imitation with intent to deceive. That's what counterfeit means. So this is basically how the enemy moves on this mountain of entertainment and creativity. Is basically is to misinterpret and to bring about the counterfeit. Have a look at your movies. Look at your media stuff. Look at your, your, your arts, your creativity. It's always the thing of misinterpreting and to actually put you into deception. So, from Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, we know God said, God is introduced as who? The Creator. The Word of God says, in the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created. Nothing existed without Him creating. So, He's the Creator. He's the author. And God said, let there be. So he created. He brought forth. He spoke and he created. And, you know, in that let there be what he actually brought forth. I mean, he brought about the beauty of creation. I mean, I showed you earlier on one of my favorite birds. The absolute colors in a bird. I mean, it's like a, the perfect artist. Just the colors, the fading, the absolute. He created the beauty, the, 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 the colors and everything in that. The animals. And, um, God actually, this is his desire, wants to reveal that creativity through you and me. He wants to reveal himself through you and me. Because we made in he, whose image? In his image and his likeness. So we have the ability to bring forth because we are a new creation. And we serve the creator. So he is the source. So... Um, God wants to reveal this, and only you can do you. Do you hear what I'm saying? You cannot be someone else. Many of us wanting to be someone else, but there's only one of you. Only you can do you. No one else can do it. And uh, God has given us this joy and this pleasure to actually create. It's supposed to be joy and, and a pleasure. I want to. I'm going to do some uh, uh, acting or some drama or some... There's a pleasure and a joy to actually do it. This is what he's given us. 
So what is God doing? He's wanting us to restore the face of God on this mountain. Just like in economy, God wants us to restore the face of God, of who he is in the, as the provider. Remember, all these mountains are a reflection of what is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. This is how he's establishing his kingdom on earth. On earth as it is in heaven. So, God then tells Adam to do what? He tells Adam to show his creativity by doing what? By naming the animals. Because Adam named the animals. He said, oh, okay, well, that thing with the long, like, thing in front, the long nose. Let's call it an elephant. So Adam named the animals. And he, he lived quite a while, so he had to name quite a few. So, I mean, we, we use things. This is an elephant. That is a walrus. So there was this creativity even that came through him. All right. So God has put this creativity in us. The thing is, when we create, it brings him glory. And if you realize, when we create, he gets the glory. So if I show you a bird that God created, the absolute beauty, it reveals who? Him. He gets the glory. So when you and I do art or music, make new uh, recordings, or make, or even in business, because business is even worship, or even in education, it's part of worship in what I do. It gives glory to Him. That's how glory comes and covers the earth. So when we don't create, He doesn't get the glory. When we don't heal someone, He doesn't get the glory. Because when someone gets healed, He's glorified. Amen. So, um, what the enemy tries to do, the enemy always tries to shut down and to pervert the creativity. Have a look at creativity in art, movies, sports. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much sports in that. And people personally, I won't mention names, uh, personally, which I was friends with, I personally knew from school, which, you know, were well known in South Africa and um, they ended up, you know, um, taking bribes and stuff to throw different sports games and things like this. And it brings the sports. Well, to this day, a lot of sport I don't watch anymore. Just personally. is because it's like, okay, well, who actually really won here? Which team won? Because wasn't there not a deal done in the back room? So what I'm saying is we need to bring the honor and that sport cannot be in disrepute anymore. Do you, do you understand? So God is raising up different people in this. Um, um, that is having an impact, even like, for example, in sport. So the enemy wants to pervert these things. It's the same as there's always a counterfeit. So give an example. Um, as Christians, you've, when you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you will speak with a new tongue. All right? So it's whether it's your spiritual language or secret language or whatever you want to call it, but it's tongues, it's, it's when you pray, you pray in the Spirit. It's a language um, of your Spirit, and you use your mouth, you pray. But do you know the counterfeit is that you can actually go, and that Hindus, uh, not everyone, but many Hindus will actually pray in so-called tongues, but it's a counterfeit, it's a demonic working through people. people would say, how do I then I know if this tongue is from the Lord? Well, it's very easy because I would just tell them, if you ask the Lord for bread, He will not give you a stone. You understand? What you ask your Father, Heavenly Father for, He will give you. So I don't even worry about is this from the Lord or not. Okay. That's the counterfeit. So, you know, God gives the genuine, but then there's a counterfeit. God says, here's a celebration of, I want you to have joy and a fullness thereof, but let me give you something in the world that's a counterfeit. So the nightclub and the perversion in the stuff, what happens in it, I'm not saying everything's wrong, but in it sometimes gets perverted or becomes a counterfeit of what actually celebration is. You're with me? All right, so what's the enemy's mission? The enemy's mission is to try and get us to get rid of the real thing. He wants us to get rid of the real thing. And... The way to recognize the counterfeit is not going around to see what is wrong. Like I said, um, God never appointed policemen in the church to say, you're right and you're wrong ministry. Just remember that. 
But the thing is, it's not about to work with what is wrong, but work with truth. I've said this before. My father taught me always. He said, my boy, um, when he started, he started in a banking career. He was there for, I think, 45 years. And um, he ended in one of the senior positions in one of the main banks in our country. And um, he told me, he said, my boy, those days it worked differently. You work from the bottom up. So he started as a teller. And uh, one thing they had to do for two weeks, they would go to a specific place in Johannesburg and they would count money. That's all for two weeks. Count. For two weeks. And I asked him why. And he said, my boy, he said, when you know what the genuine is, if there's a false note in there, you'll pick it up. So you don't have to know what is wrong to know what is right. Okay. So if you want to know what is wrong, know the truth. Because if you know the truth, you immediately see what is wrong. Okay, that's how it works. Um, so look for the truth. Look for the genuine banknote, not the counterfeit. So the first introduction, what we see with the Hevites in the Bible, the Hevite people in the Old Testament, was, you know the story, if you read the story about Dinah. So in Genesis 4, verse 1 and 2, Genesis 4, verse 1 and 2, you see it speaks about how the Hevites they violated her. Basically, what they went and did to Dinah, she was a virgin, and they actually raped her. And what actually what happened, we read further how the sons of Jacob took revenge on that, and they killed these guys. Alright, so um, this is what the Hevites went and did. And in Joshua chapter 9, verse 4, and Joshua 9, verse 4, it says the Gibeonites were also the Hevites. The Gibeonites were also the Hevites. And it says, they craftily, uh, they worked craftily and pretended. In Genesis, uh, Joshua 9 verse 4. So the, the, the Gibeonites were also the Hevites. It says, they worked craftily and pretended. So, basically what happens is the Hevite spirit is still at work today. And what it does is it perverts and causes distortion. That's what it does. So look in the entertainment industry. Anything that's perverted or distorted, that's the same spirit working behind it. Remember we said in economy or business, what is the principality on that mountain is the spirit of mammon. It's a fallen angel that has influence and is causing the whole thing of, of manipulation in business. It's causing the thing of the influence of greedy and theft and fear and anxiety that works in the economy mountain if you sit with fear and anxiety in your life about your finances that's the spirit of mammon still having an influence on you that means there's seeds still in your heart that you, god wants you to deal with this mountain here we see the same thing we see this spirit of the hevites is still working because remember we fight not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities so the Hebite spirit is perverted and causes distortion. Now in Judges 3.3, 3, Judges 3.3, 3, it says the Hevites who dwelt in the, mount, uh, the mountain of Lebanon. Okay, so remember, where did Solomon get his trees from? Lebanon. They were cedar trees. The cedar trees, that's where he got it from. That's where they were. The cedar trees were used where? In the temple. So something that was used there, the enemy influences and it wants to influence the temple. Alright? So we see with Jezebel, we know that Jezebel is the principality. The spirit of Jezebel. It's the spirit that worked in Jezebel and Ahab. This Jezebel spirit, okay, and what Jezebel means is unchaste. Unchaste or Baal is husband. Baal is husband. That's what Jezebel means. And this same spirit, remember, people die. Those spirits are living still. Through generation to generation, because they're spirits. So when you and I die, we live forever anyway. Because we're spirit beings. We, are, we have earth suits on. We, our flesh and our bones go back to dust, but we are spirit, soul, body. Immediately, if you're in Christ, you go to be with Jesus. If you're not, you don't go to Christ. You go to 
place called Gihana or Sheol. Um, a place where God is not. So the thing is here is this spirit is still living from those times. It's still influencing things now. So Jezebel's spirit represents what? Firstly, the Jezebel spirit destroys families. Remember we touched on the mountain of family. The Jezebel spirit will destroy family, families. Secondly, um, the Jezebel spirit misinterprets things. It twists things around. You've seen the creative art stuff. It's twisted. Um, it perverts things and it brings about counterfeit. It looks real, but it's not. It's a counterfeit. That's how the Jezebel spirit works. Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. It's spiritual things that are influencing people. So, the, the whole thing of um, the thing of Jezebel influencing the arts, the whole thing of celebration, the creative arts suddenly becomes twisted when that spirit is working. The kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, Romans 14, 17. So that's the kingdom of God. It's very opposite. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. In Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28, verse 47 to 48. Deuteronomy 28, verse 47 to 48. It says, Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart, for the abundance of everything, therefore, you shall serve your enemies. Do you know that God actually commands us to reveal joy and gladness? So as a Christian, if you are sour and you've been sucking lemons for the last week, please don't do that. If you get lemons in life, make lemonade rather. Add sugar and you'll get lemonade. So we need to be full of joy. Psalm 100 verse 2 says the following. Serve the Lord with gladness. Isaiah 9 verse 3 says, You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy um, of harvest and may, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. So the times we are in right now, I really believe there's times of harvest and also creativity that God has for us that we need to start rejoicing and start experiencing this harvest and creativity. Revelations 20 verse, sorry, verse, uh, Revelations 2 verse 20 says the following. Jezebel goes and she calls herself a prophetess here in Revelations 2 verse 20. So those called to the mountain of celebration need to carry or to be or carry that the spirit of prophecy. To be people who are called also to this area of the entertainment area. I believe people will be very prophetic. Because the, the spirit of Jezebel in Revelations 2.20 is referred to or as a prophetess. Meaning it's, it's, it's a lie. It's a counterfeit. So there's a voice gain out of creativity in this mountain which is false. That's the spirit of Jezebel. So the, the, the actual grace and mantle that needs to be with people in this area of creativity and entertainment and sports needs to be people that are prophetic. Because you receive him from heaven and you reveal him from heaven. As I receive, I deliver. Alright? So this we need to see more and more uh, happening. And um, um, you know, remember the Elijah the prophet, he was a prophet. But because he carried this mantle, the spirit of Jezebel came against him. So when you're in the mountain of creativity and arts, you're going to come of weird and twisted people the inf under the influence of the spirit rule you'll come across. So many times I say the people in the creative arts and entertainment are weird. Why? It's not about just the creativity. So creativity is fine, but it's the twisting of it that makes things weird. So the identity starts to fall in the, the more weird you are, the greater you are. That's how twisted things become. You don't, your identity doesn't lie in weirdness. Weirdness. Your identity lies in Jesus. And be you 
Just be you. That's all. You don't have to be like someone else. Right, so the kingdom of God advances. Um, not, listen to me. The kingdom of God advances on this mountain, not because you just prayed the sinner's prayer and asked Jesus into your heart. Because many times people think, if I'm born again and I'm in the creative arts and entertainment and sports, uh, things change. No, it's not going to just change just because you gave your heart to Jesus. We need to understand the kingdom of God advances when the spirit of God that is working through you and me advances on that mountain. So when I'm in that mountain of creativity and, and arts and entertainment and sports, it's not just I'm, I'm a Christian. No, no. It is the spirit now of God in me that actually advances things on the mountain, kingdom on the mountain. Are you with me? That's the difference. So what is needed yet? God's purity and creativity must advance on this mountain to push back the enemy spirit. I say again. One of the things on this mountain of sports, creativity, entertainment, whether it's the movies, whatever, is purity. Because there's only one spirit called Holy Spirit. One aspect of the Spirit of God is He's holy. There's a purity in it. So when it comes to the, the arts, creativity, sports, make sure that it's not, I'm a Christian or whatever. No, no. There's purity and creativity is with that. That's very important. That's how you're going to start advancing kingdom on this er in this area. Um, and it is basically the prophetic, the prophetic that's going to access the supernatural creativity of God. So if you're not prophetic, meaning that you're able to hear from heaven, see from heaven, and put it down, you won't see things change. So you have to be prophetic in this mountain. The movies you make must speak. The music you make must speak. The sports you do must speak. And I'll give you some examples shortly. So, uh, remember what the prophetic does. The prophetic gives you access from far to see. Just like an eagle. Actually, the Bible refers to the prophetic as the, an eagle. An eagle has an ability to see from very far, very clear, very accurate. And that's what God wants us to be able to hear, to see. What actually can't be seen by other people in the, in, in the creative arts. You know what I'm saying? There's many people that are brilliant with giftings and talents that are not having a relationship with Jesus on the mountain of creativity. There's many. But they are not able to hear and see from heaven. That's the difference. So the distortion of what they have is distorted. Distorted. God is the only true source of creativity. The enemy can only give you a counterfeit. That's all he can do. He can't give you the genuine. All right. So in 1 Chronicles 25.1, 1 Chronicles 25.1, it says, Moreover, David separated for the service some of the sons of Asaph, who should prophesy with what? How did they prophesy? With harps, stringed instruments, and cymbals. Everything creative prophesies on its own. Do you know that you can take an instrument and you can prophesy? The instrument can prophesy. A drum can prophesy. When the Spirit of God comes and touches, even that what you're playing starts to prophesy. It sounds. Sounds of heaven. Your words can prophesy. But so, so can your paintings. So can your pictures. So can your movies. Can prophesy. So can your art prophesy. 2 Chronicles 5 verse 11 to 14. 2 Chronicles 5 11 to 14. When the trumpets and the singers were as one. To make one sound. To be heard. In praising and thanking the Lord. The glory of the Lord filled the house. So we know what happens there. The glory is so full in the house that the, the, the priest could not stand there. I love that. They didn't have to minister to the people. God was just ministering himself to them. 
We want to see that type of creativity actually manifest, that the glory just comes into places. If there's an art exhibition in, in some theater or some buildings, the glory of God manifests because of the creativity, the prophetic creativity taking place there. There's a thing that says, a picture will prophesy what it takes a thousand words to say. Sometimes a picture will prophesy what it takes a thousand words to say. So, there is a prophetic art in the mountain of religion, remember the church, as well as out there. It's not just in the church. That's what I'm saying. The church needs to get out the building. We need to have the influence out there on that mountain of creativity. Okay? So Jezebel is on this mountain, and what she's actually re uh, releasing is seduction and death. Seduction and death is on the mountain of entertainment. You will see how many people, musicians or whatever, that have been found were Christians are found in churches. And how later they get on that mountain. One of the people was Elvis Presley. He was found in a choir, Christian choir, church choir. And he died from an overdose and he was found dead sitting on the toilet. How glorious is that? Sad. Have a look at his lineage. Just recently, the grandchild, I think it was, that just died. son, grandchild, whatever. So you see what, how the enemy comes and steals. I need to rush for time, so just bear with me. Um, what we see is this thing about um, how God reveals things. So give an example about how God anoints and prophetically speaks. Who's heard of uh, Akiana? Akiana? Alright, you haven't heard? So I actually sent to you guys, some of you guys this morning, there's a group, a picture of where a picture, it's called, uh, what's it called? Uh, got it now. But it's, it's, it's a picture she did of Jesus. You saw that picture on, on, that I sent in the group. So at the age of four, she went to heaven. And she came. <laughs> and she painted that picture. And you, you must actually see a documentary, documentary, documentary on this because it was actually bought. I saw the other day, in last year, I think. And I actually a very wealthy family bought it and have kept it hidden. They actually do this thing, the interview with her. Interesting, very interesting about this. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds weird. But this is a picture of Jesus. So there are prints that have been made and of how Jesus looks. So at the age of four, she gets taken. She sees us in heaven. And she, uh, you know, she says this. When she was in heaven, she says this. And you'll see in the picture, she, say, she says the following. She says, she says, you know, his eyes are so loving. The nature of God is love. It's not what he does, it's who he is. And that, that, that's what she said, you know. And I mean, four years old. And she, she paints this. And I'm like, okay. I'm so busy with trying to do a pencil man, a stick man. Anyway, so his eyes are so loving. And basically what she does, she actually just paints what she's seen in heaven. That's what, how she paints. <laughs> I'm thinking, hey, you know what you're painting? It's like I'm challenged with, okay, whatever I see. So remember, we have an imagination, the redeemed imagination, when you're born again. So it's not vain imaginations. There's a redeemed imagination, a creativity the church sits with, born again, spiritual believers that we have access to. And the world cannot compete with that. Um, you see, what she said, and, and this, is, this is actually the thing, she can see things that they can, can't see. You can see things that unbelievers can't see. There's a creativity that we have that unbelievers don't have. 
There's giftings they have. There's talents they have. But there's a creativity that they don't have access to. We haven't access to. The, the thing is, and I believe even part of the prophetic this word this morning I shared just earlier offline about that there's a new time and season now that God's opening new things. In many things that we'll have access and see things. So I believe there's a creativity access even as well that we're going to start seeing in a new fresh way. Even in this church. Um, in Philippians it says, our citizenship is in heaven. So you might say, yo, but I'm earth. Our citizenship's in heaven. So we have access there. Isn't that so? Um, God wants us to see things. A citizen of heaven, we can actually go there. The Bible says, I'm seated. We are seated in Christ. Yes, but how is it? I'm positionally here. Yes, but I have a spirit man. I can have access because positionally I'm seated in Christ. So in my spirit man, I can have access to engage. The Bible says John was caught up. He didn't leave his body. You leave, your spirit leaves your body, you're dead. Being caught up, you're still here present, but you're there present. That's what it means being caught up. It's, it's supposed to be for every believer. There's, I can use my heart, my spirit man, and I have access. This is what's happening in heaven. I can start seeing in my imagination, my redeemed imagination, this is what's happening in heaven. On earth, in heaven. That's how Jesus walked on earth. So let us go before the throne of grace that we may find help in the time of need. That's while we're here. You don't need to find help while you're in heaven. You realize that, what that scripture says. Approach the throne of grace with boldness. Why would you do that if you're in heaven? We're on earth. So we have an access that other people don't have access to. That's what the word says. We have spiritual senses. And guess what? We learn how to experience things from heaven. We have spiritual senses. We can hear things of heaven. We can start to see. And the more we practice it, it's like even speaking in tongues. It's a language. When I first was baptized in the Spirit, I spoke in the heavenly language. I had a sentence. And the next minute it just exploded because it becomes a language. Any language you learn, it becomes more. Alright, so we have access to heavenly things. Access to revelation. We have access to strategies, creativity. It's like if you do business. There's like just this, oh, this idea comes. It's a heavenly idea. It's not from here. It's contrary to maybe to the way you studied at university in business. It might be different. And this is, you know, um, the biggest thing is this I've seen is that even with business, the people who get the ideas can never make the money on the idea. It's other people that actually know how to make it. That's the sad thing. And I believe God wants to give us creative ideas as entrepreneurs to actually get the dream and put it on the ground. So, Akiana's um, um, paintings and drawings, they sell between 50,000 US dollars to a million dollars. All right, we're going all on a heavenly trip now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke please there's joy in the presence but guys listen there's nothing wrong with money the love of money is the root of all evil so don't, don't worry but do you understand yes something that is giving glory to God and it's resourcing things wow and it's fun wow and it's celebration wow okay the church needs some of that the world needs that we need to have a voice speaking out there in the world. Because people think the world must come to the church. Forget it. The church needs to get out into the world. Um, at the age of 12 years old, Akihana was actually teaching art. Um, and they asked, but how, how do you teach art? Because you haven't gone to art school or some training place. How, how do you teach art? And so <laughs> what she said is that I don't teach on a style of art. I teach them how to see. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. What about music? What about songs? Well, if Lucifer led worship in heaven before he fell, he was an archangel who led worship. He has influence in music. 
He knows a few things. He knows a few chords. And we see the power even of that entertainment in the world. How much more you and I that will start hearing and taking hold of the sounds of heaven and bringing it to earth. Because that is what all flesh desires is to desire and to experience the living God. Isn't that so? So, um, what, you know, this is amazing what, what you know, just with, with her as well. She's actually ministered, she's actually ministered at Bethel. She's ministered at a few churches as well, this Akiana. And uh, very interesting. So, so, if you see what I see, you will paint what I paint, she said. So, arts, music, movies, um, God actually has a treasure chest in heaven for the church. It is through the church that God brings forth these things, these creative ideas and stuff. And um, if you keep magnifying God enough, even in your personal walk with God, you just worship Him. You magnify Him enough, you're going to go there. You're going to experience those things. Right? Each one of us. As we worship and join His presence, we start to see, we hear the sounds of heaven. In our meetings, we hear the angels singing. We hear, it's like, it's supposed to be normal. It's not supposed to be unusual. All right? So we, God's given us that ability. Um, you know, there, there's different sounds from heaven that have never been heard on earth before. God wants to give us. David said, sing a new song. Sing a new song. And the thing is, what's presently happening is many times the church is actually making contemporary Christian music by listening to the world. That's the other side. So many times in church, we are, we are actually taking, oh, let me just take the contemporary thing there and then we make it the church thing. And I say, no, 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 wait a minute. I mean, a lot of the, the songs that are sung at the football matches in the UK, were. do you know that some of these songs, I can't remember, I did ask Nigel the one time uh, the name of it, but a lot of the songs were used in revival. They were revival songs. And the crowds sing it now as a, it's just a song. But it was birthed in revival. There's downloads that God wants to give us in, in the church. The young people in that with the, with the bands, the worship teams, like just new songs, just dreams, new songs, new words, new songs. Um, you know, if they say for every revolution there's a song. Literally, go have a look. For every revolution that happened on earth, there was a song they say. Well, how about the revival and revolution of the kingdom of God? There's a new song that comes all the time. There should be new songs the whole time. In the last days, of the, uh, 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 the household of the mountain of God will ex be exalted on the tops of the mountains and the nations will come. Isaiah 2.2. 2. I say again. In the last days, the household of the mountain of God will be exalted on the tops of the mountains and the nations will come. There's a sound gained out from, that is gained out, that is going to start bringing the nature of joy, the nature of adventure, the nature of creativity is busy gained out. And with it, the sound carries a glory. This art carries a glory. And what you're going to start to see more and more, there's going to be a reverse of what's happening right now. Because it's almost like the church had to look for the quality out there. But I believe that people, that Christians have been raised up, kingdom-minded people out there in the, in, the, um, in the entertainment industry are going to be setting a standard that the world's going to start coming to. And I believe that there's a real quality that God is going to start bringing forth that people are going to start coming to, how do you get this music? How do you get those notes? How do you get this? Um, and they're going to start to see the face of God restored on this mountain. All right? Um, so just hang on me with, with the time as well. Um, but I really just feel God, that God wants to reveal the goodness, the kindness, the celebration on this mountain in society. Um, Haggai chapter 2 says that God is the desire of the nations. If he says he's the desire of the nations, the world is waiting to encounter the living God. He's the desire of the nations. And God wants to 
Yes, there are things shaking, systems are being shaken, but He's the desires of the nations. And God is inviting us as sons and daughters to actually partner with Him in this area. Now, what we start to see in that, um, in some of the movies, um, we know that, uh, like the Chosen, we saw what's happening, the influence in that. Who remembers the passion of, this, of, of our passion of the Christ? Mal Gibson, what he goes, he produces this, and it has such a major impact in Hollywood. He was actually banned from Hollywood for many years. He was not allowed, allowed to produce stuff. But the, even the Passion of the Christ started to bring the inroads even in that mountain. Do you know what happened because it was about Jesus? I don't know if you know this, that um, the Passion of the Christ, because the, the, many Jews resented this because it goes about Jesus, the Messiah. He was Jewish, whatever. That the Muslims then went and they started to show the passion of the Christ in the mosques. Do you know this? They started to show the passion of the Christ because they knew the Jews didn't like it. And what started to happen, obviously, how many Muslims got saved watching the passion of the Christ because they thought they're pushing it in the eye of the Jew. We're going to show it in the mosques. Hey, amazing. Amazing. We see this with sports. We see... God wants to invade these areas in sports, in fashion, in poetry, in plays, in dance. Everything with the creative arts that God is prophesying. So whether it's fashion things, I mean, I won't get through all of this stuff. There's one of the examples, I sent you photos of the guy, I think yesterday or today. Um, he was, uh, in 2017, got basically, he got like the best champion, world football champion. So his name is, uh, I know in South Africa it might sound a bit harsh, but this guy's name is Kaka. And uh, so uh, Kaka was, got basically uh, as, as football player of the year. And um, when he actually won at this, um, the Champions League, when he won it, yeah, I think it was 2017, he actually, I sent you photos as well, he pulls off his shirt and under that, uh, he's got a white t-shirt, and it's, uh, under the white t-shirt it says, I belong to Jesus. While he's on his knees, lifting his hands up. And it's, this is millions, hundreds of millions of people seeing this. Do you understand how out there the mountain of entertainment, sports, is suddenly being affected? To understand that you have a mission to bring, bring glory to God on that mountain over there. And the enemy is wanting to steal the glory. Yeah, we see millions of kids. What actually also happened here, where, where he says, I belong to Jesus. How many kids are watching football across the world? You know what? Those kids, many of those millions of kids would never have seen anything about this because they would have not gone to the mountain of religion to see this. They would not have gone to church where he says, I belong to Jesus. And he goes on to win the, the, the Player of the Year award. And then he goes and he takes this, this trophy that he gets. And he goes back. He's, he's, he's from Brazil. And he takes the trophy to his church that he belongs to. And he gives it to the pastor. Player of the Year award gets given. And he says, this does not belong to me. This belongs in the house of the Lord. Well, this is Isaiah 2.2. In the last days, this is what's going to happen with the mountain. All these mountains have become the mountain, you know, the mountain the Lord's going to take over these things. We see these amazing things, what happens. He goes and he, he meets with the president then, that was President Lula of Brazil. And there's photos as well. You will see where he gives the president this shirt of, I belong to Jesus, where the president puts it on. Do you know how many people are watching that prophetically, that voice is going out in that mountain and speaking out there? This is what's busy happening all over the world. So he goes and um, he gets married to a model. So what also what he used to do is modeling. Uh, he also did modeling and he goes and gets married to a model. And then he makes a statement. When he gets married to the model, he goes and he makes a statement. I mean, it's amazing. This is the gospel going out. And he says, I want the young people of the world to know that I got married being a virgin. Hey, how many people, how many young people here that's like, I want to be like this? Because suddenly it's revealing the glory of heaven. What is on the mountain that is supposed to be restored? Purity, creativity, 
Here he's doing it. You see, Kaka understands why he's on the mountain of art and entertainment. Is because he has to manifest a different way of doing things. Alright, so guess what? Even though God was with him, he had to resist a lot of temptations, okay? So the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God does not advance when there is drugs, illicit sex, all these things on this mountain of entertainment. When all this stuff is happening, the kingdom of God doesn't move in. Yes, there's forgiveness for those people who've got involved in that. There is forgiveness. But if you're called to the mountain of arts and entertainment, there, there might be stricter rules that you actually have to adhere to when you also walk into the mountain to be accountable, to be in the right place of accountability. So at some point, listen to me, the people in the creative arts and this, in, uh, this mountain, at, uh, at some point as a Christian on this mountain, you will be offered a partnership by Jezebel to advance higher. We see like as I use an example, Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll. At some point, you will be offered something by that spirit of Jezebel to advance further. But you know that Jezebel will take you higher, but she is, a, uh, she is actually a demon of death. That you will see these people that have got the fame and fortune in those areas, how they fall, just like that. That's what that spirit will do, will kill you later. And we've seen that all over. So, um, just to crash land here, fashion prophesies, clothes prophesy. You can carry God's creativity on you. Um, I believe there must be people with fashion designers that need to come in. I mean, it's scary what you've seen some stuff come on now. I saw some very scary stuff where they were dressing these men in dresses and all these things. So, you know, I believe that fashion needs to prophesy. God wants to, wants, it's time for us to arise and shine. We must stop thinking about the doom and gloom. We must stop speaking about, we must hide in caves as Christians. We must stop speaking about, you know, the Antichrist is coming now. We need to be this. The beast is arriving. We need to stop that. It is a time where there's strategies that God is busy downloading right now for the church. There's God's ideas where we're going to start to see adventure, creativity, joy, pleasure. That this field of entertainment God wants to reveal. And we, yeah, God wants to get rid of the spirit of religion even out of the church. And I, I really feel that um, we are, even in this house, even the prophetic word I played earlier on, there, there's such a grace in the house even to raise up people to influence like that. Um, we are seeing this happening in the sports field. We've, we've, we're sitting here, you heard it before, even people in the house here who prophesied even the Olympic champion would win. Well, they didn't know. They thought the person just sitting in them is just some foreign person sitting next to them and they prophesied um, that uh, they just said, turn to the person next to you and they prayed at some university meeting in Bloemfontein and they prayed next for the person next to them they said I see you involved in sport and have an influence in sport something like this and uh, that you can have an impact with sport in that and a few months later they found out well that's Wade Fanica who actually won I think the 100 meter sprint the Olympic uh, champion 400, 400 meter sprint so just what I'm saying is the prophetic voice releases things that brings things into action and even in this house that and I'm sure there's other people prayed, but what I'm saying, there's things that you can activate in your business, in your classes, out there, that starts to bring about transformation, even on the mountain of entertainment and creativity. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Um, crash landing right there. And I want to just pray for you. So, Father, I want to pray for all the people that are want to be involved in this mountain, in the creative arts, in music, in making movies, in, 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 in uh, a visual medium, in dramas, in whatever form of creativity, in sports. Father, I want to pray for people watching over here as well. I want to pray for breakthroughs in that. I want to pray for a release of your grace, even like it is a time. It's time now. And I pray for new creative ideas. I pray, Lord, even the people doing art, people making 
video clips or new computer programs or visual social media things, whatever. I want to pray, Lord, that they would even see just finances coming even as well. Just new programs, new visual art, paintings, drawings, new sale of creative art things, antiques, whatever it might be. But the, I pray for, Lord, just that you'd release even the resources that we start to see uh, just uh, arise and come forth because you get glory from this, Father, and you resource the assignment as well in this. And Father, I want to pray for this grace that you just release that there would be a purity of heart, that whoever gets involved in new songs, new music, new uh, bands, new whatever, um, would carry purity of heart and not be influenced by the spirit of Jezebel on this mountain, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.